You know why I pulled you over? Going five over in a school zone. <laughs> sure were. Where are you coming from so fast? South of Broadway in Maine. You understand that that's a hotbed of drug activity. Do you go there often? It's on my way to work. Okay. I need you to step out of the vehicle, sir. You're being detained. This is an example of what not to do when getting pulled over. Know your rights and do it like this. You know why I pulled you over? No, why did you pull me over? Because you were going five miles an hour over the speed limit. Where are you coming from? Uh, I'm not discussing my day. Not discussing your day, huh? Well, all I gotta say is that uh, it smells like marijuana here. You've been smoking something, son? Sir, am I being detained or am I free to go? You're being detained? Now tell me something. Is there marijuana in this vehicle? Uh, I invoked the fifth. Pop brothers at law. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Wording, the following depicted acts may be illegal in some states and countries and is intended for informational use only. Never break the law. Hey y'all, welcome to the I Am Ken Sativa podcast. I am your host, Dan Scotland. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCanvasSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at I am Cannabis Sativa. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at IC Sativa Pod. You can also find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, Overcast, Radio Public, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and the Google Play Music Store. Please rate and review us on iTunes, as rating and reviewing us will bum up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing and you find yourself coming around often, please become a Patreon supporter of this podcast and support us. By supporting us, this helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to HTTPS anchor.fm slash I am cannabis sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash I see sativa podcast. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. Howdy y'all. Hope you guys are having a very good one. Dan Scotland here joining you from Legal Grass, Massachusetts, the heartland of America. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about the insufficiencies of Ohio's medical marijuana program. It seems that because of high prices and limited dispensaries, many are going to neighboring Michigan to get their prescriptions filled. So I'm going to read an article from Cleveland.com talking about this. For many Ohio marijuana users, the grass is greener in Michigan. Written by Laura Hancock, Cleveland.com. Ann Arbor, Michigan. The line outside exclusive brands, a medicinal and recreational marijuana store, grower and processor in a business, park on the south end of town, wrapped around the side of the building and down the block with customers waiting around three hours Friday afternoon and three and a half hours on Saturday. Many were from Ohio. 
So I'll just interrupt this for a second. So in so I as you know, I live in Legal Grass, Massachusetts. And we border we border New York State. And Western and there are many there are many dispensaries in Western Massachusetts. And we did a episode earlier this year talking about how one of those Western Massachusetts dispensaries sees half its customers that come from New York. So half of its business comes from New York State. And something notable about New York and their and their medical cannabis laws is that they don't have whole flower and they don't have whole flower in their program. So you can't get whole flower medicine. You can only really get tinctures, vape carts, oils, pills, and I think lozenges. And they only have about, I think, New York has over 20 million people. I think they only have 20 something or 30 dispensaries around that sort of number. So you have a lot, you have a very similar thing happen in um, with, with Grassachusetts, where people from surrounding states where their programs aren't up to snuff come to our state to get our recreational cannabis and, and, and use that medically. But the thing is, Massachusetts doesn't have any, Massachusetts does not accept, our, our medical marijuana program does not accept out-of-state uh, medical marijuana cards. So they don't have that going for them like the, like, like the people of Ohio do going to Michigan. Let's continue. Many were from Ohio. There's quality control, said a Cincinnati man in his 50s who bought flour and edibles for personal use. There's a difference. When you're going to a friend to purchase marijuana or edibles, you don't know the THC level. Michigan's new recreational program, which started December 1st, could represent a cultural shift for Ohioans in search of marijuana. Ohioans who traveled north for marijuana last weekend generally fell into one of three groups. Some were there for the novelty of purchasing cannabis in a state-sanctioned store, although it's against federal and Ohio law to transport cannabis across state lines. Others were regular marijuana users with plans to return to Michigan soon. A third group of Ohioans plan to bypass the Buckeye State's medical marijuana program due to the perceived inconveniences and the burdensome regulations. They can purchase in Michigan either recreationally or medicinally since Michigan stores can honor Ohio medical marijuana carts. But Ohio marijuana regulators caution that this too is against the law. I think Ohio is missing the boat. The Cincinnati man said they could literally make a lot of money from recreational marijuana. Michigan imposes a 10% excise tax on recreational sales, which will go to schools, roads, and the cities and counties where the stores are located said Dan Harnes, spokesman for the Michigan Marijuana Regulatory Agency. Additionally, in the first two years, some tax receipts will be set aside for medical research of the drug. On top of that is the state's sales tax of 6%. In the first week, the handful of stores with licenses had over $1.6 million in sales. Michigan regulators are not allowed to track purchases, purchasers' state of residence. So it's unclear how much of that cash was from Ohio. For comparison, Ohio's medical dispensaries have been making a little over $1 million on average per week during the first 36 weeks they've been open. 
according to some state figures. About 45 dispensaries are now open in Ohio. Trickle-down effects. Ohio marijuana customers didn't all drive to Michigan, purchase pot, and immediately head back south. Many made Ann Arbor part of a day trip. They brought lunch and purchased coffee. They shopped at the boutiques in downtown Ann Arbor. Some bought gas. One Cleveland man who said he uses marijuana about five times a year said he drove to Ann Arbor for marijuana, but he also purchased some goodies at a local cafe, Zingerman's Deli. Family members wanted gifts, he said, from marijuana retailers or from Zingerman's. From both, he said. I feel bad for coming up here when I could easily get at home, said a Columbus man in his 20s who suffers from chronic pain and said he can qualify for a e-card in Ohio's medical program. But he hasn't become a registered Ohio medical marijuana patient, a process that would require visiting an Ohio physician with a certificate to recommend medical marijuana. Getting a recommendation for the drug, filling out paperwork, and paying the the state for the e-card. Ohio created too much red tape, he said. Just make it available. Instead, he and his girlfriend, a woman also in her 20s who lives an hour away in Toledo, plan to regularly visit Ann Arbor and probably Lansing, where he said he has family. She suffers from depression and anxiety, which are not qualifying conditions in Ohio's medical marijuana program. And see, this is a problem with, 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 with qualifying condition lists. States should not have them to begin with. It should just be at the discretion of the doctor, nurse, or medical professional rendering the diagnosis. It, it should not be left up to bureaucrats and lawmakers. I, I wholeheartedly believe that, like friend of the show, Reefer Revolution said, we don't need tyranny list or sick list. They're going to get out of state money, but it's also almost like a tourist attraction. She said, quote, Ann Arbor is a cool town. Michigan Medical versus Recreational. The products sold in medical dispensaries, which in Michigan are called provisioning centers, can contain more THC, the psychoactive ingredient in marijuana, than recreational products. For instance, at exclusive brands, a container of edibles sold from the medical side of the business contains 200 milligrams of THC. On the recreational side of the store, called marijuana retailers in Michigan, that same container of edibles would have 100 milligrams. In edibles, higher levels of THC are allowed per serving, said Harnes, the Michigan Marijuana Regulatory Agency spokesman. Quote, you don't have to eat a whole lot of chocolate chip cookie, he said. Medical patients don't have to pay excise taxes that were imposed on recreational products, which can save patients some cash. Recreational consumers must be 21 and above. The recreational program approved by voters in 2018 allowed an adult to possess 2.5 ounces of marijuana for recreational usage. Up to 15 grams of marijuana may be marijuana concentrate. At exclusive brands, general manager Nick Wara estimated that Ohio customers made up 15 to 20 percent of its recreational business in the first 10 days of sales. In fact, on the first day of recreational sales, an Ohioan was the retailer's first customer. 
a Columbus resident who camped overnight with his girlfriend, said Norman Juris, the company's executive vice president of business development and director of social equity. Exclusive Brands has been open to medical patients since 2018, and about a fourth of its business comes from Ohio, Wara said. Ohio's medical marijuana program isn't fully built out yet. Only 45 of the 57 dispensaries have received certificates of operation. Will hype over Michigan's recreational program slow down Ohio's still nascent medical marijuana program? It's still too soon to tell. But Thomas Rosenberger, associate director of the Ohio Medical Cannabis Cultivators Association, isn't too worried. He notes there aren't many recreational retailers and prices remain high. It exceeded $300 an ounce when taxes with taxes on the first day for many buyers. Stores have run out of product, he said. They don't have enough licensed growers yet, he said. There are fears that they're not going to be enough marijuana in Michigan, even for patients. You're going to have a huge undersupply. That's going to push those prices even further up. The drive to Michigan may get old, especially if the product costs a lot. In Ohio's medical marijuana program, prices continue to drop. For, for plant product in November, prices averaged $33 for a tenth of an ounce, down from $48 when the dispensaries opened in mid-January, according to state data. Hopefully things can get together so they can sell proper eighths instead of tenths. But um, again, they still only have 46 and their program is still pretty new. A Bowling Green State University student said Friday evening he spent more than $25 for vaping cartridges. It's expensive. Well, that's not expensive. That's cheaper than what we pay in, in Massachusetts. Uh, the... Half half gram cartridges in the state are forty five fifty bucks on the medical side. I I haven't been to an adult use dispensary, but you know add 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 another twenty percent because Massachusetts taxes all products at twenty percent, and that's what the price will be. However, it's safer than getting illicit THC vaping cartridges, which have been making people sick. He said, at the price may not be an issue if someone wants high-quality weed that has been tested for pesticides and other chemicals. A man and a woman from Cleveland were in Michigan Saturday attending a family member's graduation from Eastern Michigan University. Once we heard on December 1st it was recreational, it became a two-part plan, the woman said. Tell Ohio Governor Mike DeWine he's got to get with the program, the man said. Or we'll drive three and a half hours and wait three and a half hours up here. End of article. So I don't have too much more to add to that other than, you know, Ohio having to sort of get its stuff in order with their medical marijuana program and hopefully putting adult use on the ballot in the future. Although they, they have put it on the ballot in 2015, though they rejected it because of the oligarchy that it would allow would only allow 10 growers one of which was nick lachey by the way I'm not actually kidding about that either too but yeah i mean he was one of the 10 growers in 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 that 2015 initiative but um again they shouldn't have they shouldn't have voted that down 
I'm probably going to do an episode talking about that initiative and reading an article and going more in depth with that. But again, I don't think they should have they should have voted it down thinking that they were going to get another crack at the apple. We're nearly five years later and they haven't gotten that second crack. But um, but again, they're going to have to sort of get their medical program in order. So patients aren't really having to do this. Hopefully it should be a wake up call to the regulators to 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 speed things up with with ter- in terms of allowing doctors to prescribe medical marijuana and having enough dispensaries for the entire population and the entire base the entire medical base as a whole. So again, I don't want to make this too long. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are a few ways that you can do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for housing and equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Sativa podcast. You can also support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. If you are feeling extra generous, we have $5 and above tiers. Additionally, if you wish to get in contact with us, you can leave me a voice message on Anchor. You can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash Sativa podcast and click the send voice message button. And I may just play it on a future episode. You can also call and leave a voice message at the phone number 617 617- Four six six nine three eight nine. That is six one seven four six six nine three eight nine. And I may just play it on a future episode. If you are in need of some good CBD products, you can also check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp products. You can check them out by checking out this link: um, www.bit.ly slash 33FKRV9. And you can try the following coupon codes. Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, and 15% sign off CBD. And you can use those codes to get a discount on various CBD products on their website. And if you are looking to get inexpensive CBD flour delivered to your door quickly and cheaply in New England, check out bostonhempire.com where you can get frequent sales on CBD flour and other products such as tinctures and edibles as well too. Boston Hempire will get you cheap CBD flour delivered to your door in New England and the rest of the United States for a very, very good price. And I highly recommend their products too. Feel free to enter the URL HTTPS colon slash slash shop dot Boston dot com slash question mark REF equals D Scotland. Peace out and ciao.